Hello! Here we are, back again, this time, with coffee. We did coffee this time, for a coffee shop. Uh, hey now! Mm. <laughs> Welcome to the Cosmic Coffee Shop, I'm Georgia. I'm Dakota. Uh, we're glad to be here, uh, talking about the mysteries of the universe and mm-hmm. such. <laughs> um, as you do. Just as like, you do. in a regular conversation. I, I think, I like to ask everyone what they think the meaning of life is within five seconds of meeting them. Or, Isn't it just so fun? Yeah, they'll it, think I'm too normal otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. It's baffling, honestly. <laughs> absolutely. Um, uh, so my fun fact of the day is that I have this mug that cost me 50 cents from Goodwill. Um, it's my favorite mug. I, I, I think my roommates are a little scared of it. It's it's just a Victorian scene, and underneath in bold font it just says, Father. Uh, there is no context <laughs> to that. It's the most random mug. I mean, yeah. Like, it, it's like the the best so dad strange. ever mug, but he's not the best dad. He just exists. He just is. But who in this picture is father? Yeah, like, it's like it's like a wagon and a shop. It, it's very strange. It, best fifty cents I've ever spent. Um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. I I am as well. You know, my favorite kind of jokes are ones that just like don't make sense really, like yeah. to anyone. And mm-hmm. the fact that it doesn't make sense and makes people either uncomfortable or like caught off guard is what's mm-hmm. funny to me. I, I'm on a personal quest to buy the weirdest thing that Goodwill offers every time I go. Um, because I like to put them around my mostly normal house and wait for someone to notice. Um, normally one of my unexpecting roommates will just, like, stumble upon, like, a strange porcelain cat that I have bought. Um, it'll just be, like, in the corner of the room. Just kind of staring at you. I have a plastic Jar Jar Binks figurehead. And it's terrifying, Yeah, it's it's very scary. I got two, uh, a a long time ago, and I hid the other one in my sister's apartment. (laughs) And she found it when she moved to San Diego, um... I think she's like blocked it out of her memory, but I I, I think back upon it fondly. <laughs> <laughs> That's dark. That's yeah. really dark. I'm, they're just I'm like gonna... they're kind of frightening. Oh, and then my dog chewed the fingers off of the Ooh. one I have. Ooh, that makes it even scarier. Yeah. He really. didn't eat them. He just chewed them off. Took them off and then yeah. put them on the floor and was like, "Here's ten fingers for you." And God. I was like, "Why?" Charlie is kind of evil. I I do believe. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Just scary. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's not, uh, Charlie is my six pound chihuahua, uh, re- rescued off the street. We're unsure if he is in fact a dog. He may be a rat. Um, or a person trapped in a dog's body. I remember that mm-hmm. was a theory for I a while. I am convinced he is just a small man. He stands on his hind legs 90% of the time. Just kind of um, walks around. Yeah. He's either very afraid he'll never be tall or, or he is a human boy. Um, well, nothing to be afraid of. It's just true, you know. Oh yeah, it's, it's yeah. Just... He'll he'll stand like on the counters, um, like a cat. He's so weird, um, but he does uh, frequently just destroy things that I that I own and hopefully don't love. <laughs> um, though he ha- he has destroyed some things of of some merit and value. What if that's his goal every time? Yeah, you know, uh, he's, like, he's like, I bet this costs like twenty bucks. I'm gonna I'm gonna eat it. <laughs> like, Yum. Okay. I like you. this green paint here. Yeah. Oh yeah, he, he ate a whole bottle of green paint. He was the color of Hulk for days on end. Gosh, it was, that was so yeah, good. It that was, was so funny. Really marvelous. Um, oh man. So, so Cody, what, what'd you learn this week? Well, um, as we, as we were talking about a little bit before <laughs> this, uh, I learned that, um, Richard Simmons is the father of jazzercise. This is a fact that I gave Cody that I do no I'm no longer sure if it isn't totally accurate. Yeah, but I want to believe it's <laughs> accurate. That's good enough for me because we were on the topic of uh, I was scroll- scrolling through Reddit news, you know, the <laughs> most accurate news site around. Yeah. At least I believe. You got to look for unbiased reporting kids. Go yeah. to Reddit, don't Reddit don't do news. That. No, absolutely because here's the thing. 
other news sources are skewed. You got Fox, the skewed right, uh, CNN, skewed left, but Reddit? Reddit is memes. Reddit is the voice of the people. <laughs> Reddit is the middle path we're all searching for in life. <laughs> Reddit's where you find it, my guy. I honestly, I don't think I've ever been on Reddit on purpose. <laughs> like, I've never been like, time to seek out Reddit. <laughs> it's, it's found it's, me. <laughs> yeah, it definitely, it's one of those things, it's mm. like a lot of things in life, like a lot of the best things. It comes to you yeah, when Reddit it's come, time. Reddit comes to you when you need to go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> anyone anyone listening to this who isn't familiar with Reddit, i.e. my parents, is going to be very confused. Yeah, right like, what? Read what? I haven't read it yet. I've read nothing. <laughs> I'm reading this book, though. <laughs> very good book. It's um, called The Holy Bible. <laughs> I, I don't want that to make like I'm sounding, uh, making fun of my parents. No, absolutely. The Holy Bible. no, no. I'm yeah. not making fun of anyone reading The Holy Bible. I'm just... It's yeah, funny. <laughs> it, is, it is funny. Um, um, but yeah, we, we got Gene, Gene Simmons and, and Richard Simmons confused. Yes. Well, well, I, I did. Anyway. I talked about Gene Simmons for a little bit. You know, the uh, guitarist and one of the main members of the band Kiss. You know, makeup, scare, scary makeup. Big and tongue, big tongue. I think? Yeah, no, no, no. What they did, they cut. What? Oh, this is a cool fact, right? To get their tongue to like stick farther out of their mouth. You know that little, like under your tongue, uh-huh. that little... What uh-huh. is it called? I don't know what it's called. I don't know what its name is. I but know that mine's like wrong, There's a little, like, wrong, string yeah. that just kind of, like, keeps your tongue in place. Mm-hmm. They cut that. They, you, okay, I'm sorry. You mean to tell me that the members of KISS weren't just a bunch of friends that all realized they had abnormally long tongues? Right, no, no. They did that on purpose so they could stick their tongues out all the way, like, down below their chins. Shit's nuts. Frankly, I am absolutely horrified. Yeah, no, it's pretty dark. So, hey, you know what? If you didn't know that fact, there's a fact for you. That is what I learned today. Um, But, you know, all this talk about Simmons uh, just makes me want to put them in order of my favorite to least favorite Simmons. Okay. Top three. I would say J.K. Simmons up there at the top. He's surprisingly buff. He's surprisingly buff, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I let J.K. Simmons do things. No, no, maybe. Okay. Anyway, point the is. face I just made <laughs> at Dakota is, is a marvelous. <laughs> I'm horrified. And then next for me, you know, would be Gene Simmons. That's yeah, a lot yeah. of commitment to Absolutely. the tongue shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Richard Simmons is like coming along in last, just because the shorts are impressive. But you haven't known about him long. I haven't known about him long. The shorts are impressive though, mm-hmm. and his commitment. He's got a God. lot of energy. He's got a lot of energy. I feel like for me though, that's just too much energy. Uh, the yes. wrong kind of energy, yes. you know. Absolutely. It's like. A, it's like that in musical theater kid energy. That's what he's got. We, we don't have any of that as musical theater students. Super <laughs> ironically, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I think I have more than you, but we're, de- we're definitely like overall pretty, pretty calm. Pretty chill. We're pretty I have chill my moments of being not calm. Yeah, yeah. Well, everyone does. Everyone has yeah. their moments of being not calm and stuff, but like for the most part. Mm-hmm. So, Georgia, what did, what did you learn this week? What's a fun fact? Okay, this fact isn't... Most of the facts I feel like I'm going to bring to this probably aren't fun because I like learning weird history <laughs> shit. Um, and you're, normally when you learn something from, like, history, you'll be like, this is a fun fact, but people died. Uh, this is one of those. <laughs> um, so what I learned this week is why the color green uh, gets associated with death a lot. Um, so basically, uh, green wasn't a big color in, like, Victorian England. The dye was really hard to make, and it really wasn't very pretty. It was kind of, like, sickly green. And then they released this color called emerald green, and it became the most, like, everyone was like, this is the most beautiful color ever. Like, you've probably seen emerald green, um, like, yeah. most beautiful color, so cool to look at. It's a good one. Um, and so everybody in Victorian England went crazy over emerald green. They painted walls emerald green, all their curtains were, all their clothes were, all their jewelry. Everybody was wearing green. It was like emerald city vibes. Wow. 
The issue was that to make emerald green, it was made with arsenic, uh, which, as we are ac- acutely aware, is for sure a poison. Um, and so people started dying um, real fast, and if they didn't, they went crazy because um, they were wearing all this emerald green. And one of the things that kind of like shut down one of the factories was this one girl who had been making emerald green stuff. Um, very like radium girl style. She like went crazy, turned green, her skin turned green, oh her eyes turned God, green. She hoped uh, out. Yeah, and her final words were, everything is green, and then she died. And then finally people were like, maybe, just maybe, we should pick a different color. <laughs> That's it. Not even not even like yeah. maybe we should like stop putting arsenic into the into yeah. the color. They're no. just like, let's pick a new one. <laughs> uh, so yeah, for for a while like historians would find stuff and be like, oh cool, it's emerald green. Oh, that's poison. Um, and have to kind of like chill out about God, it. So that's um, that's great. Though. Yeah, that's the history wow. of, of one of the prettiest colors of green. Um, it, it's deadly, very deadly. Mm-hmm. That's you know what though aren't like the most beautiful things in life just deadly. Mm, I feel like there is a middle ground. No, like no, okay, like cars, sharks. <laughs> sharks are nice. And like uh, lightning. Lightning, oh, lightning, so pretty, but super um, deadly. You don't want to stand up. Although, that like shit. poisonous. Um, animals are really bright as like a warning yeah like those blue frogs mm-hmm. um so yeah if you see bright colors in the wilds stay th- away think twice probably arsenic it's probably yeah everything is arsenic <laughs> everything is arsenic trust hot, no one hot <laughs> tips from the two of us who only have high school degrees Woo-hoo! everything is arsenic <laughs> <laughs> we clearly know yeah. oh yeah obviously yeah. but like like really like color is is i'm a huge i, I paint and so i love learning about color history um and so when you learn about color theory you also have to learn about color history and most really bright colors are chemical reactions. And, like, one of them um, that is still a problem now is, is red. Um, yeah. Everything that's red in the world, especially cosmetics, isn't vegan because it's made out of beetles. Um, and it's bad oh, for you. Really it's really weird. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a true, like, skin irritant. So um, they're still trying to find a way to make, like, red cosmetics that yeah. aren't... Um, that are vegan and, like, safer for your skin. And, uh, like, just a little while ago, they came out with, like, a, a really nice red oil paint that's um, vegan and is totally safe for the environment. So you're talking about, like, my red paints that I have in my room right now come from beetles? M- maybe. Not all of, like, a lot uh-huh. of, like, like, um, like less fancy fluid acrylics are just going to be, like, a basic chemical reaction, but, like, really bright red stuff that yeah. you see in paintings, for sure beetles. Wow, that's dark. Yeah. yeah. Huh. But kind of cool. Yeah, no, super but cool. kind of cool. But if but you like, do red eyeshadow, you might be putting beetles on your face. Yeah, be careful with that. Yeah. Huh. Or there's also, like, like a, a rock, I think. Like a mineral. Oh. Yeah. That... I, I'm, I'm not fact-checking myself while I talk, <laughs> so take nothing I say without a large handful of salt. <laughs> not even a grip. Just, yeah. just scoop that salt up. Scoop that scoop salt right into this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, gosh, yeah, I think sh- we're going to hop into it. Let's talk about the world. Let's talk, yeah. <laughs> Mario's in uh, your heart. That was the uh, n- probably very copyrighted Mario theme song um, 
as as sung by uh, Cody Higgins. Sung, no, 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 no. It was played on the face, <laughs> played, all right? Played on the face by Dakota Benfield. I'm a bass and face player. Yeah. Welcome right. back to the, the uh-huh. coffee shop. Here we, here the we are. The coffee shop the, of the, the cosmos. Cosmic, the the cos, cos, mm. You were about to say. <laughs> I wasn't about to say anything. I was just trying to put, get words in my mouth, and my mouth was like, a good, bug that ever happened to anybody else? <laughs> <laughs> when, whenever you're just trying to get words out, but instead you say, I do that so much. You know, I'm not going to lie. It's like one of my go-tos. English is hard. It is very and difficult. I mess it up so much. Getting words out of your face, almost impossible. It's pretty rough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's let's go ahead and hop into this interview. All right. To get to know you Hello. a little bit better. Miss, uh, what's your name? Georgia Rieker. Oh, okay. Good to know. Good to know. Um, <laughs> We've just met just now. All right. Uh, my first question, and honestly, probably the most important one, um, what would you do for a Klondike bar? I'd kill a man. Oh. I would not. I would not kill um, <laughs> I actually don't like Klondike bars, um, so really? probably very, very little. I'm going to be real, and I know this is kind of so off topic, but I want to follow this for a second. Mm-hmm. I was at uh, Walmart the other day buying mm-hmm. groceries, and I was trying to decide. Normally, I get this, like, the Great Value Cookies and Cream brand ice cream, mm-hmm. and I was like... I want to change it up a little bit. I want to get something different, something new. <laughs> so I walked over to uh, the like ice cream bars, and there were the Klondike bars. And I was like, what would I do for a Klondike bar? And I looked at the price, and I will tell you, I will not pay $6 yeah. for a Klondike bar. I'll do bar. nothing for a Klondike it's bar. so much. They're so expensive, <laughs> and it's just dumb. Yeah, I don't really like ice cream, um, so I have not been a big... Uh, a Klondike fan. You're not a Klondike connoisseur? I'm not. I, I think I may have had, like, one in my lifespan. Wow. Okay, that, I mean, I, 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 probably, I probably do a little bit more for a Klondike bar. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's just hop into it. Who are you? Um, hi, <laughs> I'm Georgia. Um, I am... What does it mean? What does it mean? I find that I am a little bit strange, but I, I'm content with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like things that are colorful in very specific colors. I am uh, very picky about foods because textures <laughs> scare me. Fair. Um, That's valid. I am. I was homeschooled for all of my life until I got to college. I really adore learning. I think partially because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you and feel like because of that you got like less of an education, or do you think it's more or just different? I think I got more in different areas and less in other areas. Like, I am not... I have um, dyscalculia, which is an issue with, like, processing mathematics, and I also have dyslexia, which is obviously, like, you know, words. What are they? We don't know. Um, Dyslexia much less than dyscalculia. So I really struggled with math. Um, And so if you ask me, like, if you try to base my homeschool education off of my ability to do math... It will look bad. Um, not for lack of trying on my mother's part. She put so much effort into getting me to learn math. It didn't click. Um, it just didn't click. But if it comes down to, like, how many books did I read? How much uh, of my passions did I get to delve into when I was younger? Um, how many hours I got to spend doing the things that I love in a day? I mean, in high school, I probably did hundreds upon hundreds of paintings. Yeah. Um, because I could get up in the morning and paint instead of... Uh, going immediately to class, and I would do my homework at night, um, which was when my brain worked best for mm-hmm. schoolwork. Um, but I did a lot of self-learning, which has helped me a lot in college, because um, I get to go and figure out, like, oh, I'm interested in this, and I know how to learn about it with somebody not preparing a lecture yeah. um, in it. So so yeah. I, I think a different education and, and more in some areas. I will say, like, being homeschooled most of the time myself, I went to 
uh, high school for freshman year, mm-hmm. and it sucked. It was the worst. <laughs> I, like, I didn't like the way that they fed you information and expected you mm-hmm. to just like regurgitate it back. Yeah, that's my memory is like, not great in that aspect, same. so like I, I really struggle with that. But um, like, but yeah. You, when you are homeschooled, you're able to, like, focus on the things that you want to learn. Oh, yeah. Like, the things that are actually important to you. And I think that's, like, invaluable yeah. to me. And I mean, I graduated high school with, like, a transcript that I feel is very valid. Like, I did all the classes. I, I did online school. Um, like, I got it all done. But I also have a, a lot of other skills that I'm, I'm proud of. But, I, yeah, I think that's about... I, there's a lot more to, like, who I think I am as right. a person. Um, I, I try... I feel like I'm pretty empath- empathetic. Yeah. Um... Oh, and I, I like to I listen to people. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, I process emotions in a kind of weird way, um, which makes a lot of the, like, spirituality stuff that we talk mm-hmm. about, like, why it interests me so much because I understand what people believe a lot better than what people feel. Right. Um, that so that's, sense. yeah, that's, that's been really cool for me. Well, on this, on this train of talking about who you are, mm-hmm. uh, what is your favorite, like, book, movie, or piece of media? Just anything. Oh. Okay, okay, okay. How about this? I know you got a lot. Yes. Let's do, like... Top book, top movie, and top song. Top book, Slaughterhouse Five by Kurt Vonnegut. Nice. Um, if you haven't read it, I highly encourage you to read it. Give him um, a little, give him a little synopsis. So it, some of it's just like weird sci-fi stuff, and the other half of it is like um, a cry against war and violence through the eyes of someone who was in war. Wow. Um, it has one of the most like beautiful what like part of a chapter was like storylines mm-hmm. where basically this character is writing a book about his experience in the war and goes to meet an old buddy from the war and his his buddy's wife is really angry that he's writing this book and he's like he's like why are you angry and she like freaks out she's like she's like because they're babies you're writing a book about babies and you're going to make them look like men but in reality you were all 17 and you had no idea what you were fighting for and when I read that when I was 12, I was like, okay, cool, I guess I'm a pacifist now. Yeah, um, <laughs> that, that shapes the beliefs there. Yeah. My God. That's... And then it also has all this other stuff where there's yeah. like an alien ship and all. It's, it's a really wow. good book. Highly recommend reading it. Um, my favorite song, mm-hmm. I have a lot of music that I love. A through line song for my entire life is Canon and D. Um, it's, yeah, I, Ooh. when I was a kid, I didn't um, love going to bed. And so my mom would play Canon and D. And I would get up and dance. Um, I would. Like, I didn't know I was dancing. Yeah. I, I, had, I hadn't taken dance classes. But I have all these memories of Canon D playing on this little like janky CD player by my bed, and I would dance what I thought was ballet. Um, <laughs> and and that's I, I that song pops up. It's just, like one of the most calming pieces of music for me. Um, and I love it. I, I still will dance to it frequently. Yeah. That's that's great. I love yeah. that. And then movies. I pff, there's so many that I have enjoyed. But overall, just Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. It's oh, just my it's so favorite good. movie. It's just, you know, vote for Pedro, am I right? Like, I, I enjoy that level of silliness. Um, the food. Yeah. Tina, you Tina. I yeah, love it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a level of, of silliness that I really enjoy, and I, I love that. Oh, and I, I have two other favorite books. Um, so, I'm so sorry. I read, <laughs> no, I read a lot as a kid. Go for um, it. My two other favorite books are... Dealing with Dragons, which was the first time I was like, wait a minute, I can be an independent woman. It was like this girl was a princess and she ran away from home and pretended she got kidnapped by dragons and actually just hung out with dragons for like seven books. Whoa. Um, and then... Um, I am certain. Sure I'm certain. <laughs> yeah. And so that's one of my other, that's one of my other favorites. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that. All right. Well, uh, 
This will be like the last of the really light questions. But, <laughs> and then uh, we're going to get sad. Really sad as fuck. <laughs> no. uh, but a, a superpower, you know? What, what superpower would you... Would, not that would, would you want, but you think would best fit your personality? I... Okay, this is shamelessly stolen from the internet. Um, but yes. not from a comic book. The Ooh. ability to adjust probability um, would be the superpower that I would like. Is that, is that like... That is... Like Scarlet Witch, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, I'm magic. And she can also like throw fire. It really fire. wasn't specific. Like nothing yeah, was specific with yeah. her powers. So, okay. So the, the, when I read about it, they were like, and then you can, you know, make it a 0% chance of losing. But I don't believe that anybody should ever have a power without um, r- rules on the edges. So I have edited this power. To, to give yourself <laughs> rules. Yeah, it's, it's, you, yeah, <laughs> I, I, use, I need the rules. <laughs> um, so to be able to adjust probability between 10 and, tw- 10 and 90%. So I could say, like, there is a 90% chance that you will not die, or, like, there is a 10% chance that this war won't start. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, that's how everything would work. Oh, that's so I cool. think it'd be really cool. Yeah, that is really cool. That's so fun. I love that. I love that even in your own, like, unlimited superpower. Like, you don't have to limit it. You're like, no, it should be, though, because that's what's and right. Need rules. And you know what? I respect the yeah. hell out of that. It's like, like everyone's like, 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 the, oh, sorry, I just totally stumbled over my words. People always say, like, oh, I wanted one to be able to read minds. Why? Why? Why would you want to read minds? Like, I would. Why would you want to know what everyone is thinking? I have at all severe times? anxiety. <laughs> I don't want to know what you think about my pants. I would cry immediately. See, and then there's the people though that would use that against them. Like they, they yeah. Yeah. hear people like talking shit about them, so they just delve in. They yeah. find like their darkest part and be like, "Hey, you're short. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you're here. not very tall." And the person just starts breaking they, down. They just that's it. Their world is shattered. Yeah. But if you, if you rules on that instead and you're like you can read people's minds in a moment of crisis right that's cool yeah i'd be into that yeah yeah but then you really wouldn't like there's not too many times you get to read minds i feel so. like i'm in crisis all the time so that's it might not change my <laughs> you're just like no it's always a crisis. <laughs> everyone's talking all the time <laughs> oh my gosh um speaking of everyone talking all the time it has nothing to do with that. Oh, but um, a complete right turn, <laughs> you know, 90 degrees. Are you religious or spiritual uh, in any way? Like, what do you believe? Yes, I am both. <laughs> I'm both religious and spiritual. Um, for the first uh, couple of years of my life, till I was like uh, seven, my family wasn't really religious at all. Um, and then we decided to try out church. We're like, we'll go to church. And it really clicked with me. Um, and so my family's been Christian since then. And in the last like five to six, five, six years, my view on Christianity has changed a lot. I still consider myself a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe in the Bible, but I don't take everything in the Bible literally. Um, I, I mm? Oh no, I was just saying that really leads into like my next question mm-hmm. anyway, which okay. is, uh, is there something from your religion or practice that you don't believe in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's um, get into this. So, let's, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm a Christian. I'm no longer an evangelical Christian. In high school, if you knew me in high school, you will very much remember how <laughs> I for sure thought everyone was going to hell if they did not go to my church. Oh, um, yeah. I don't believe that anymore. I've, right. I have seen enough of the world. Um, and I, that's never, never really a view that I think, like, my parents forced on me or anything. Right, like, right. we were always very... You. Yeah, we, we knew people of all different faiths. But I was kind of in a bubble of uh, most of my friends were Christian. 
um, and evangelical Christians at that. <clears throat> and then I remember having a moment when I was like seven or eight where we'd been talking about, uh, you know, how people needed to go on mission trips uh, because they need to save people in other countries. And I remember like crying to my mom and saying, how do you know that the God in another country isn't the same as the God I know, but with a different name? Um, and she was like, I don't know how to answer that <laughs> question at all. And I was like, cool, I'm going to forget about it for 10 years. Nice. Oh, um, wow. And then I kind of came back to it recently and I was like, I think that it is strongly possible that we can all believe in a unified divine force with different practices. And yeah. so it just pulled me completely away from evangelism. I think that showing kindness and, and giving what you can give is significantly more important than going somewhere else to tell somebody that what they believe is going to land them in eternal hell. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's, that's really like, cause I grew up in a Southern Baptist church. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was a mega church at that, like yeah. 2000 Same. members every Sunday. And it was just, I never liked that. I never liked that aspect of like, you have to like go tell everyone, like everyone yeah. has to know. Otherwise they're all going to go to hell. And like hell was just forced, like pushed on us so mm -hmm. much. Yeah. That's definitely, that was something for me that I uh, just didn't feel right with. It, yeah. it, it always kind of unsettled me. And the older I got, I realized like, oh, wow, I have enough agency to choose what I believe. Yeah. Um, and for a lot of people I knew, uh, when we were younger and went to church together, that kind of just morphed into being like, okay, I don't believe in God. But after a lot of reflection, I realized that it was the church that bothered me, not mm -hmm. the religion. Right, mm -hmm. right. The church has just a lot of... Messed up things. In it. Yeah. I don't, don't want to get too deep into that. I'm not yeah. trying to slander anyone, but like, I don't know, especially like growing up, like my church, it was not good. We were taught like homophobia. Mm -hmm. We were taught yeah. racism. Even if it was like, like slight, you know, mm -hmm. it was still like there. And yeah. that's an issue. That's a problem. I, I didn't realize I was gay until I left the church because mm -hmm. I was like, well, good thing I like men. <laughs> not that much, though. And then got out of there and I was like, oh, really not that much, really? though. Most of them just suck. Most, most of them not. No one like at all. Like 98% of men. You can't. You can't yeah. do it. Yeah. And so um, it was simply like I hadn't realized that because I was in it all the time. Right. And I really love, one of my love languages is giving mm -hmm. um, or, or acts of service. And right. so I taught in Sunday school. I worked. Um, every single Sunday teaching kids, I, I, I led worship, um, I would like put together crafts for them. Um, when I uh, did ASL, I, I was, I'm much further from fluency now, but when I was closer to fluency, I would um, teach them how to sign uh, scriptures. Oh, wow. And to me, that was like, I was getting what I needed fulfilled by these acts of service, mm -hmm. so much so that I was kind of blinded to the things that made me uncomfortable in church. Right. Um, and once I left, I was like, oh, wow, I can just do that. Uh, I can just give to people in any context. It doesn't have to be on Sunday. Mm -hmm. um, and that changed my view of a lot of things. Yeah, that's so. That's such a good view yeah. to have. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't like when anyone tries to use religion or God as, like, a controlling force, yeah. you know? The, the thing I heard a lot as a kid was, like, like never use the Lord's name in vain. Mm -hmm. And we got told that that meant don't say, oh, my God. Yes. And yeah. then I learned... Once I like got out of the going to the church frequently, that it really kind of means don't use God to uh, validate your hate. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like, I don't think that every Christian does that, but I, I have found a lot of um, while going to church, I, I found that happening quite a lot. And I was just like, wow, I don't really think I'm ever gonna fit in here. Right. And once I left, I've become so much more 
religious. I still read the Bible every day. I pray yeah. almost constantly. I feel like I'm constantly connected to God in some way. Yeah. Um, I'm much happier than I was uh, when I felt like I was never going to be able to do religion right. Yeah, that's so that's so good. And you really, I don't think you need the church to do religion. What mm-hmm. what you need, what you know, the Bible talks about is like it says when two or more are gathered in my name, like I'm there. Mm-hmm. I think what that means is like when two or more people are talking about things like oh, yeah. this, yeah. like God's there. Any moment of fellowship can be a religious and divine moment. Yes. I was I was talking to a friend recently, um, my boyfriend is a Buddhist. Uh-huh. And we when I pray over a meal, he meditates over that meal and gives thanks to the universe for it. And I feel that same divine connection that I felt when I pray with my family. Even like my family and I practice the same religion. My boyfriend and I don't. We don't feel the difference, right? Because the divinity is still right. there. Oh my god, that's so good. Mm-hmm. I had a conversation with one of my parents about it today, literally mm-hmm. today, and I was just trying to get the point I, I use that same metaphor I've used before where it's like religions just like fingers on a hand they're all just like ways to describe life and all of this and I think really I think all of them are valid it's whatever like fits you the best as long as you're not using it like to confirm like your prejudice as long as you're not using it to just like back that up I think it's great yeah um that's one thing I can't get through to like my parents it's just like because I talked to them about like how the Bible's been mistranslated, <clears throat> how uh, people going through seminary keep things out of it on purpose, mm-hmm. which is really messed up. And even after that, I'm like, and like, they can see that there's been mistranslations, especially when it comes to like homosexuality. Mm-hmm. You know, the verse of like a man shall not lie with another man mm-hmm. is really just a younger man. Yeah. Meaning like it talks more about pedophilia, pedophilia and, and it's like that's wrong. And yeah. you know what? That is wrong. Yeah, that makes but sense. Homosexuality. <laughs> It doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's not... And I I really do... I I believe that when you are in the church and it is not actively mistreating you, Mm -hmm. it is very hard to realize that you might not be as comfortable as you you think you are. Um, I was not actively mistreated by the church. I know people who were, though. And after reflecting back, I was like, oh, wow, that's something that shouldn't have been said to me. (laughs) That's something that I shouldn't have experienced. Um... And it's, it's totally different experiencing things like that than experiencing, like, direct abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people are very happy in the church. But I also know a lot of people who go to the church that I went to who go every day and pretend that they're not a Democrat or pretend that wow. they don't have gay friends. Um, and that does sit weird with me yeah. in, a, in a lot of ways. I think you should be able to go to church and say, like, what you believe is, is what you believe. Right. Um, you should be. And yeah. I, I, that's why I just don't really like church all that much I, I, I do miss it I will I will say I really miss the fellowship yeah uh, I had a church uh here and then COVID hit and I, and I couldn't really go anymore um and, and I really miss going to church on Sundays I think it's a very valuable thing to go and physically practice your religion with a bunch of people who are also practicing that and finding ways to fill that need um mm-hmm. It can be it can be harder when you're not in a church but it can also make your connection to spirituality a lot stronger yeah. Um, which is which is what I've experienced, but I I do miss I do miss church. I don't want to demonize it entirely. Right. No, no, no. Because but at the same time, like oh, I, it was weird sometimes. I will say, like I've been to good churches. Mm-hmm. Uh, one church I went to was like a non-denominational church. Mm-hmm. That's what I grew up in. In a school, and like mm-hmm. didn't have many members, but they were so open. Mm-hmm. They were like open-minded. They were like, this is like, we get it. This is a two thousand-year-old book. Mm-hmm. Like, 
it's we're open to interpretation. Yeah. And I loved that. There are so many churches like that. And it's like that's so because yeah. it really is just about the fellowship at that point. Yeah. It's about getting together with other people who are at least semi like minded mm-hmm. and talking about. Oh it. yeah. I it, it's it becomes a problem for me when it's just a whole like a whole congregation listening to one voice. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because the church I went to had great uh, pastors, and, and they mm-hmm. always said things that I, that I, I you know, to, for the most part, agreed with. And what the time that I remember specifically being like, oh, shoot, this isn't what I thought it was, was there was this, this older man who went to our church who was universally loved. And everybody was like, this is the kindest man we know. He's so Whoa. kind. And I always experienced him to be a very kind and loving person. I thought he was amazing. Had a lot of great conversations. I, I considered him almost like a older family member. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I friended him on Facebook, and the first post I ever saw was him saying that Michelle Obama was a man and possibly a monkey. And then I was oh. like, wow, you are... Wow super racist. That's really messed up. Yeah, and it really wrecked me because I was, I was like, I don't know what anybody thinks behind their smile on Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, and if I can't go to a place where we all fellowship honestly, mm-hmm. is it the same? It's not. It's so not. It's really weird for me. Yeah, absolutely. I, I find that a lot of Christians sit there and say, oh, well, you know, Jesus died for my sins. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's, he's God, so I can do whatever I want. And it's like, no, that's not it. He tells you to treat other people with kindness and mm-hmm. love. I, I don't know. It's it's a tough it's a tough uh, thing because we are all raised in it almost like um, a lot of religion is, is directly tied to culture. And mm-hmm. so Southern culture is directly tied to Christianity. And where you grew up really changes what that culture is. Yeah. If you leave that religion, you might also lose your culture. And that can be almost like a, a grief-worthy loss. Oh, for sure. I mean, me having, like, how did that go? Mm-hmm. It's tough. It's really hard. Because it's like, then you got to find yourself again. Yeah. 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 It's a lot. Who are you without that culture? Mm-hmm. You feel really lonely for a while. Speaking of finding out who you are, mm-hmm. what do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, what do I want to be when I grow up? When I was, okay, this is a weird, taking another 90 degree turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a firefighter who had a candy store where I sold everything for a penny. Because then everybody would buy a lot of it and I would make a lot of money. Um, now, I haven't the faintest idea. <laughs> Currently, right now, I work as a carpenter and a dance teacher and I find immense fulfillment in both of those. I love teaching more than I ever thought I possibly could. Um, there, is, there is something that is incredibly amazing about working with kids in any way. It's, it's like a constant in my life that I, like, I just, I love it a lot. Um, but I, I want to be an artist in some way. Mm-hmm. I, and I want to do as much good as I can in my life. Yeah. I want to give back in some way while also doing the thing that I love, which is art. And whether that is painting or teaching art or, you know, I, I, I consider building an art. I love yeah. building. Oh, and that's, you know, building houses for people. I would love that. Yeah. I would really love that. There was a, a, a time in my life when I was like, I'm going to perform forever and, you know, I'm going to be on Broadway. And I, sometimes I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Right. That's, yeah, it is cool. Um, and I still want to be a choreographer a lot of the time. Um, but I feel like there is, I have a lot of passion for a lot of things. Yeah. And most of those things I am passably good at. And I often feel like it would be a waste of my future to just do one of them. Yeah. So when I say, what do I want to be when I grow up? I want to be happy. I want to be healthy. 
and I want to be helping. Oh, that's so good. I love alliteration. Mm. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> alliteration. <laughs> no, that's, it, you know what, knowing that, like, you and I, and most of mm. our friends are artists. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of them get, like, shoeboxed into this, like, one path. Mm. Which like, art are you going to do? Are you going to be an actor and go for film? Or are you going to be a musical theater mm. student and only go for Broadway? Yeah. Are you a dancer first or are you a singer first? And, like, I like ah, I'm a person. be it all. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's so much to every single person yes uh, i was talking to someone the other day and they were like i really hate people who are like different depending on who they're with you know and i'm like mm-hmm. i i understand they they're looking at it as if they're like fake to everyone when really it's like no different people bring out different sides of yeah. you everyone has so many different sides and there's so nothing wrong them. with being multifaceted mm-hmm. and whether that's mm-hmm. like the, the skills you have or the personalities you have i mean and also like if you're really good at just one thing and it brings you immense joy, uh, go, good, go. do it. Go That's for it. it. I assure you it will be a lot less confusing. Oh my God. Yeah. I, my, my director in like middle and high school mm-hmm. used to say this a lot and I'm the only one I knew like out of all of my friends that did shows that like really went into this, mm-hmm. but she always said, she was like, if you can think of anything else that you could do and be happy doing, do it. Yeah. yeah. And it's so true. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I can't, like, other than some kind of art. Yeah. I feel like, and that's that's the thing. That's how you know we're artists. Mm-hmm. We want to just create. Yeah. M- making, doing art makes me happy. Studying other things also makes me happy. Mm-hmm. I, like, in my time at college, I've been reached out to by five different departments asking me to leave musical theater and join their department because I had so much fun in their classes. Wow. And it was hard for me to find the right phrasing to be like, I like learning about what you love doing, but I don't love doing what you're teaching me about. Um, I, I don't want to be a writer, but I love hearing yeah. you talk about writing. I don't really want to be a politician, but boy, oh boy, this political science class oh, was yeah. so fun. Uh, the only thing that I can see myself doing is is art in some way. Yeah. And then I, I study religion because I, I like learning it a little bit too much. <laughs> so I just have to. It's it's, it's so fun. You're such a four-wing five. Like, it's insane. Like, that's, it oh, the Enneagram. So oh, my favorite it's true. thing. That's true. We'll get into that another day. It's one of my favorite things. Yes. We'll, we'll have a whole episode about Enneagrams just so Dakota can talk, talk his shit. Like, oh, just talk for hours and hours and maybe just like one hour, but still. Yeah, maybe just one because, you know, <laughs> listeners have places to be. Oh, man. Um, so... Moving on, I guess. Uh, five or even ten years ago, where did you think you'd be right now? Five years ago, I was sixteen. Mm-hmm. Six. I was going to go to a private school. A public school was not an option. Um, I was going to get a BFA in musical theater, um, and I was going to be madly successful wherever I went. Uh, ten years ago, I was. 11. I was going to go to a private college. I would not go to a public school. I was going to get a BFA in musical theater. I was going to be madly successful. Um, I have, I wanted to do theater since I was uh, four, four years old. I did um, my first dance recital. I walked out of the dance recital and I said, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. And I have. Um, and I was wrong. I I went to a public college. Mm -hmm. Um, I have no regrets. I went to a state school. I will not graduate in debt. I did not need to be the little fancy pants kid that I thought I needed to be. I'm so happy here. I added a double major in something that I love. I I am content being academic. Um, I took the pressure off of myself to be a performer. 
and I don't care. I thought I was going to really, really care. Mm-hmm. And there are so many other things that I love. Um, I was wrong. I, I don't, th- I think that what I wanted got me to where I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do not feel like I have failed in any way. Um, wow. I just kind of wasn't really seeing the whole picture of what I could be or what I wanted in my life. Yeah. I was just like, I, people are going to like me cause I'm going to dance <laughs> real good. Um, d- dancing is fun to do. Mm-hmm. I don't really care if anybody watches me do it. Right. It's something that I love. It yeah. is not something that I need people to love me for. Mm-hmm. And that, that support me. That's so good. I feel like, I feel like that's what college does too. Mm-hmm. Cause like, you know, you grow up middle and high school your whole life and you've got like either no clue or like a goal in mind. You're like, mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to do. And the world is like so small. You've got mm-hmm. your hometown. Maybe sometimes you go visit your grandparents Yeah. and like, that's the world to you. And yeah. then you get to college and you're like, Oh, holy shit. There's so much more. Yeah. I it's huge. <laughs> like, and honestly, I've had like so many, so many existential crises mm-hmm. about it. Just like worrying about same, it. Same, same. Like genuinely, I feel like doing things like this, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, just working in the present, doing what you love just mm-hmm. for fun. Yeah. That's how you really find out yeah. what you want to do. Oh yeah. I, I make the most of what is around you versus always reaching for the next thing. Yes. I, I remember my, my sister after she graduated college said something in passing to me about, she's like, when I was in high school, I just wanted to get out and get to college because then my life would start. And then I was in college. And I just wanted to get out and get to the real world because then my life would start. She's like, your life is now. It is right now. You're, you get up every morning and you brush your teeth and that is your life. And you make a bad meal and that's part of your life too. And you don't have a whole lot else. Um, and that is true. I, I, life is, is a compilation of very, very normal things at a couple of big moments. Mm-hmm. And if your life is only big moments, um, you're forgetting most of it. And I don't want to. That's, that's beautiful. And you, you're so right. <laughs> it's stolen from my sister. I know, but it, you know, yeah. it, Maggie, Maggie was spot on. She had yeah, it right. She, she figured it out. She had, yeah, she gets it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's Maggie's meaning, but to you, what is the meaning of life? Uh, to love. Yeah. As, as to be put as simply as possible. <laughs> That's not the cheesiest thing ever. <laughs> I, well, like, why, why is it a cliche? Maybe because it's true. No, you're so I, right. The, the meaning of life to me is to love everything as well as you can. To love mm-hmm. others as well as you can. To love yourself as well as you can. To love the world and the earth and the nature that we can nourish as well as we can. Um, and you have to take pressure off of yourself to as well as you can is what is important to me where people are like, I need to love the world and that, and it's dying and it's my fault. I'm like, it's actually the fault of corporations. Love what is in your control. I love what you can. I I grow plants in my backyard. I know that they're tiny and they're not doing well, (laughs) (laughs) but I love them as well as I can. (laughs) They're not doing okay. Like they're kind of sickly, but hey, I give them that love, you know? They're very (laughs) ugly. But next season, I will have learned more and I will grow new plants yeah. and I will love them as well as I can. And hopefully in 10, 20 years, I will have a flourishing garden that I can say I love this as well as I can. And that love grows and multiplies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I also think I like, lo- loving yourself is very important. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's very difficult. It's so hard, yeah. <laughs> my, my tend to go to motto is um, I love myself even when I can't like myself, mm-hmm. um, which is massively important because yes. it is, it, I, it's really hard to like yourself all the time. Sometimes you say stuff that is just stupid. Uh, you do things <laughs> where you go, why did I do that? That's Me so dumb. Every day. <laughs> and, and other times it's, it's worse than that where you're like, I don't like where I am. I don't like what I look like. I don't like what I feel like. I don't like my friends. You have to love yourself yeah. when you don't like yourself. And say, like, just like, what I said something the other day that was, I, I was having a total meltdown because I thought my face looked bad. Um, and I was like, I was like, I was like, I love myself. I don't like myself, but I love, I love a lot of ugly people. Ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my boyfriend started, like, hysterically laughing at me. Don't, Cody gave me a thumbs up as if that was included. He's not included in that. <laughs> but, um, and like, I, cause, because at the end of the day, I didn't mean to say that to be, like, be demeaning of anybody that I know yeah, and love. They're still beautiful. Yeah. And you love them because you don't look at their face and say like, oh, this is the perfect face and therefore I will love that person for their beauty. Wow. But we do yeah. that to ourselves. Yeah. And we say like, like, I'm not matching up to what I think is perfect, therefore I will not give myself love. Yeah. Despite the fact that you love imperfect beings constantly, it is part of life. Right. Everyone's just their own mm-hmm. worst critic. Exactly. Always. Exactly. So I think that the, the meaning of life is, is to love as well as you can. Yeah. Um, and if everybody did that... We'd be fine. Yeah, we'd be fine. But, you know, we're selfish. Yeah. And money makes us even more selfish. This, yes. This shit we made up, this fake paper bill. Yeah, it's, oh, it's tough. It is, it is tough to, to give and, and receive love. It can both be yeah. very difficult. And no one is doing it perfectly. I am certainly not. No, I mean, we're... But that's the thing. It's always a process. That's part of being yes. in this universe. It's yes. part of living in all of this... We're just part of the universe's process of growing and evolving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're, we're like sentient pieces of the universe that can love. Mm-hmm. And we're just working towards that. You yeah. Know? Um, so looking back on your past, what's your biggest regret? And if you could remove like a painful memory from your past, would you do it? I used to always think I would respond to this question with like, I have no regrets because I'm so progressive. I have so many regrets. Um, I wish that I had been smarter with some relationships. I wish that I had uh, been kinder to myself. I wish I had sought mental health assistance a lot earlier. Um, I would not take any of it out of my mind. I would not remove a single painful memory. The the last... uh, you know, the last six months have been pretty good, but the year before that was bad for me. It was really bad for me. Um, and I got very sick and I almost died and was not having a good time on the almost dying train. <laughs> what a fun one. Um, and I, ha- I had this, like, regret of, I was, I, was, I was like, oh my god, I wasn't eating and I almost died because I didn't eat. That's my fault. I almost, like, and yeah, but also, like, my brain wasn't functioning properly and I needed help and I didn't seek that out. And now where I am right now, if I removed that knowledge from my brain, I'd just do it again. Yeah. It would just happen again, but later. Uh, I, I think that having pain in my memory, having difficult situations that are hard for me to think about or talk about um, means that I can avoid them in the future. Yeah. And if, if something can happen to me that I can get through at 19 or 20... Uh, that means I can, you know, help other people get through that. I, I will keep that memory forever and, and cherish it no matter how painful it is. Absolutely. I think, I think that's what's so important. A lot of people mm-hmm. are like, oh, I would just take that out of my past. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. that's how you learn. You, yeah. you grow by failing, by, yeah. by 
being hurt. Yeah. And so I think that's incredibly important. Yeah. There, there's, a, there's, of course, some pain that we're never going to learn by. And it's just like, oh, I don't want to remember that anymore. Right. Um, and, and, like, trauma and abuse. Like, like those things. Like, yeah, you want yes. them to leave your mind because, like, ow, that, does, that hurts. That hurts so bad. Um, but, but for me, in my specific situation, I, I want to keep those memories because I think they allow me to help others avoid that painful situation. Right. That's, that's good. Mm-hmm. If you... If you could go back in time to, like, your younger self mm-hmm. and give you give yourself, like, three sentences of advice to maybe help avoid a painful memory or to just, like, live your life in a more progressive, like, better way, what would it be? I meant to think about this question ahead of times, and I didn't. <laughs> um, I would say you are on the right path. be kinder to yourself than you think you need to be. Slow down. Mm. God, that's that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Slow so that, down. Yeah, slow down. I think I can still tell myself yes. every day to slow down. And you know what? I, I relate to that. I mm-hmm. That hits home. Yeah. Like, were you that kind of kid that always just wanted to, like, be at the next spot, next oh, yeah. phase of life? You just wanted to grow up? Me too. Mm-hmm. And, like... I'd say if I had a regret, that'd be it. Because, mm. like, I I wish I had taken more time in each phase yeah. to really appreciate it. And mm. I think when I hit about 16, that's when I started, like, really getting it, being like, oh, yeah, I'm going to grow up now. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah. yeah. Slow down. That's such good advice. It really didn't hit me until college where I was like, oh, I'm in college. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's done. Like, it's, it's I'm never going to be a kid again. Um, I think I think there's room in every day to be a child, but like yeah, of course th- there are. I frequently have moments where I'm like, I'm gonna be childish, and then I'm like, and I now have to be stop stop being childish to clean up a mess. Yeah, <laughs> I have to stop being childish to fix this adult. crisis. Ugh. Like, um, it, I I do think I I think slowing down is necessary in so many ways. It's it's so hard to remind yourself to do because the world tells you like you have to go so fast and I'm like for what what is your end goal like it's I, I'm not gonna live a hurry up and die life no I'm not gonna wait until I retire to enjoy sitting on my porch and drinking coffee in the morning like there is so much of life that we have our little blinders on because mm-hmm. you're encouraged to just go with the speed of light um that's what we're told yeah. to do and like at, last year I realized that I kind of could have tapped out at 20 and that's not very long and I didn't appreciate 20 years uh, nearly enough. And I, I'm like, my birthday's coming up next week. And mm-hmm. I am hopeful that I will have another 20 years. Yeah. And I want to appreciate those with a weight that I did not appreciate the first 20. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I want to continue slowing down. But if I could have told my, like, 12-year-old self that, <laughs> oh, my God, she was like, I'm going to be on Broadway yesterday. Yeah, and I was like, you right. have got to chill you out. so much time. And that's what we don't realize. Yeah. Like, I look back, I'm 20 now. Mm-hmm. And I look back on my life and I'm like, that's a long time. Like, that's yeah. my full life. I feel like I look at my life as like, that's like the first episode in the saga, you yeah, know, yeah. of my life. Like 20. <laughs> and then I've got like two more of those at least. Yeah. And so yeah. it's like, ah. And I'm hoping I can make the next two, you know, better than the yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. Oh, constantly improving. Yeah. If, if we continue to try to lo- love ourselves better and love those around us better than mm-hmm. each year of your life should continuously grow and improve and, and you should you'll be an understand it. spiral yeah, yeah. of just like love mm-hmm. and appreciation. Mm-hmm. Oh God, it's... The things I put weight in are for sure different than they used to be. Absolutely. Well, 
we've been talking for a minute, so I'm going to bring it to the last question. Um, what is the greatest advice or the best advice that you've ever received? I have received much great advice. <laughs> I have. <Any> good. <laughs> I I may have to give a couple. That's okay. Yeah, give us all the wisdom you've got. Um. Oh. I'm trying to like put them into. In the order. Yeah, in like order. Yeah. Um. I had a really good one that was in my brain recently, and I. When ah okay. If I tear up, don't tell anybody. Um, You're going to (laughs) know. My grandfather had cancer and we found out that it had come back um, several years after his diagnosis. And and we just knew that he was not going to get better and he chose to only seek end-of-life care. And so he wanted to meet with all of um, his grandchildren. And we got to sit down and have a talk where he just gave me an hour's worth of advice from his life. Um, and the last thing that he said was stay true to yourself, which is something I struggle with a lot. Yeah. Um, my talking voice when I cry is so bad. (laughs) It's just like, I'm talking. talking. Um, and that's okay. But he said said to to stay true to yourself and he said it in a way that made me think he had not. And it made me Mm. wonder like, if, when I am 75, if I get to 75, Can I look back on my life and say that I was consistently who I was supposed to be? Um, Did I stay true to myself? And there have been so many times when I have compromised my values Mm. so that I could feel more liked. Yeah. Um, That I have chosen to be liked by 10 people instead of loved by one. Um, To be in a group of people who did not like me at all, just so I wasn't alone. Right. Um, and I never felt like I was true to myself. And I'm just now going through the very painful and struggling process of figuring out who I am and who, who I yeah. need to be to follow that advice. Um, and it is frequently very difficult yeah, to, to stay true to yourself. Um, yeah, I, I think that is, oh, like, in a multifaceted way, some of the best right. advice I've ever received. No, I've also had other people say, stay true to yourself, and you're like, yeah, whatever. But it's different. Yeah, it's, it was... It hits yeah, different. That, that one hits hard. Um, but it's good advice. Yeah, it is. And then, gosh, I'm trying to think. There's, I had something else that I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. My brain is like... Um, it happens. I got... I've had a lot of... A lot of, a lot of people give me advice that got me out of situations that I needed to get out of that you you included um that have in a lot of ways changed my life um yeah I I think I think stay true to yourself um it's probably it's probably the best advice I've ever received because it I because it's it's a a ever-encompassing yeah journey it's like you I don't know something I've had trouble with growing up is like is that staying true to yourself mm-hmm. because I, I grew up being told what to think, what to believe, mm-hmm. all of that. And so it's been a hard time trying to let everyone else's opinions, thoughts, and advice kind of just let it go. Yeah. And take a step back and think, what do I believe? Yeah. You're not a conglomerate of other people's true. opinions. Mm-hmm. You are you. who you are. And so I think really that's incredible advice. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Absolutely. A kind of consistent journey. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Figuring out who we are one step at a time. God. 
it's it's crazy life this whole this whole thing mm -hmm. it's just nuts it feels simply nuts <laughs> and i love talking about it and understanding it more this mm -hmm. is really becoming one of my favorite things yes me too and i'm very excited to keep it going yeah uh, i, I said i said goes. today to a friend i was i was like what where else in life do you get an excuse to sit down with your best friends and bug them about their life? Right. For an hour. No, nowhere I, else. I a love podcast, that. That's how you do Let's it. Let's do that all the time. <laughs> that's, that's why we started it. We just, it was a secret plot. Yeah. We just want to like. We just want to bug people. We just want to bug the hell out of them and get like to the roots of their deepest issues. Yeah, make your friends cry on a podcast. <laughs> God. Let's get a cry counter up. Oh I'm my number god, one. that's what we need. <laughs> we need a cry counter, absolutely. Yeah. We'll get it. Yeah, it's gonna oh happen. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you guys so much yeah. for tuning thank in. Thank you for listening. We this... will uh, annoy your radios and what are phones? Your radios? <laughs> you know, hey, my car sells radio. You know, the little uh, the little sound boxes around your life for an yeah. hour next week. We'll be there. You'll, you'll hear our voices everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, we will see you next week. Have a great day and... Remember, stay true to yourself.